everybody, it's Rob Benedict. And Richard Spade Jr. Welcome to a very special edition of the Supernatural Then and Now podcast. What makes it so special, Bubba? Well, we are talking about the Supernatural prequel offshoot spinoff called The Winchesters. You know, it's interesting calling it a spinoff because it's a prequel, so really yeah. it's either or, right? But I guess it's both. Yeah. It's kind of both. It, it's a show that's carrying on the legacy, and we're so excited. The pilot just premiered last night. I'm sure you all watched it, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? So we're going to get right into it and talk all about the pilot and the show. We've got with us Jensen Ackles, executive producer of the show, and of course, Dean from Supernatural. We've got Meg Donnelly, who plays... She's playing Mary Winchester. Yes, she is. And Drake Roger. He plays John Winchester. And Glenn Winter. He's the man who directed the pilot episode that you just watched last night. Let's get into it. I mean, here we are having a conversation about the long-awaited spinoff from the mothership, the mega-hit that was Supernatural. And long time coming, but here we are. We're on the precipice of this, this ship launching. My question right out of the gate for you, Jensen, and it would be for you and Daniil. So, yes, you've been Dean Winchester for 15 years, but this is a pretty big departure in reinventing the world and, and putting on a producer hat and a creator hat. How did that work, A, teaming up with Daniil? Like, I don't think you and your wife have worked in that capacity yet, or maybe you have and I didn't know it, but it's a pretty big leap forward to take that into a family, different kind of family business. And then how did the whole thing come about? I mean, look, Daniil and you guys know her well enough to know she she's constantly producing everything. She's what she's doing right now. She's running a family. She's a a multifaceted, talented, strong woman who uh, has a bandwidth that I don't comprehend. So for her to take something on like this, sure, that makes sense. She's constantly got a lot of things going on, but creatively, she and I, yeah, we've never we've never gone down this road of conceptualizing something and then kind of bringing it to light. Well, I guess we've got three children, so that's... <laughs> I mean, sure. Ah, you did a little conceptualizing, did you? Uh, that's <laughs> hot. <laughs> I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> that's that's the, I was told to laugh at all of Jensen's jokes. <laughs> laugh. That's He's it. my yeah. producer. I've yeah. got to help out. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it in the contract. It's in the deal memo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, this, this going down this road has been, uh, it's certainly been an experience. It's been a wild ride dealing with what we had to deal with from um, from kind of behind the curtain was not something that either of us were, were overly familiar with. And by that, I mean the casting process, the interview process, going through the studios and the network notes and all this stuff. And, you know, Glenn, Glenn was there through a, a lot of that. And it was, it's quite a, a bumpy ride. Can you walk us through that a little bit, Jensen? I mean, that it's such a huge, you know, it's such a huge thing. These two characters are the show and they're iconic characters already that have been established in Supernatural. And so I know this was a big, big deal. And you did such a great job, by the way. Drake and Meg are both so great. And so, like, I could see Mary and Meg, you know, and, and Drake, you kind of remind me, and when you're acting, you remind me of a, a little bit of Jared. So it's like, I can see that Sam would be his son. So it's such a big job to cast this thing. So, you know, Glenn and Jensen, like, what was that process like? You know, it was a very important property for Warner Brothers and for the CW. And so to, to go down this, this road, there were a lot of, for lack of better terms, cooks in the kitchen, but a lot of people had strong opinions about, about what they thought for this show because it was such an important property. So we had to fight. We, we had to fight for, for a lot of different reasons and for a lot of different people. And it wasn't easy, but anything that's worthwhile should be a little difficult, I think. 
And, you know, Glenn can speak to this as well, but just the constant barrage of, of tapes and then, and then feedback and then discussions and then more tapes and then more feedback and more. So it was, it was a lot. I mean, Glenn, do you, you remember, we, we probably saw hundreds and hundreds and it makes you realize hundreds that people always say like, Oh, you know, how, how was it so hard to make it in Hollywood, you know, in Hollywood, et cetera. And you see it, you realize like, there's a lot of 20 something actors and actresses out there that are good, that are solid and have, have different looks and are beautiful or have character or have quirks to their style that are, you know, intriguing or just solid actors. But to find that person, I was really struck on this because I've never been so intimately involved this deeply early in the process in the casting for the two leads. Cause often you come to a project and sometimes it can be kind of halfway formed, especially if you're spinning something off and to, to find these guys, it was humbling because you just sort of go like, Oh, okay, I get it now. Like I get it. Why you can't just move to Hollywood and, and become an actor because it's real to find that just, there's a lot of people that we saw that were, that were good but you want that thing. And then on top of that, you want the chemistry. So once we found a short list of people, then you do what's, you know, I don't know if people realize or not, but there's the chemistry part of the whole thing. And because our show is very much about these two characters and the relationship together, much more important than, you know, chemistry possibly on another sort of pilot as well. So that was really you know, you have someone that's great on their own and they have something that's intriguing and then you mix it with the other person. It's like, ah, okay, that doesn't work. So what's the part of the equation that, you know, what's the most important part of the equation? And eventually when you find our cast, like we did, they, we kind of had it all in, in the two of them, which was really amazing to find because time is getting closer and closer and closer to the start of shoot date. And you can't, you could draw this out for a very long time to find this needle in a haystack, so to speak. And uh, yeah. we got very, very lucky. And was was that all online, all the casting? Was that or were you ever in person? It's pretty much online. I was actually talking to the casting director last night and he was saying too, like, it's pretty much all online now. And, it, and we miss, we sort of, it's, I miss that not being able to be in the room. Me too, them. man. Yeah. Yeah. But on yeah, the that's other weird. Hand, that's it weird. made it very... Yeah. It, it was it, that I was already in New Orleans and, you know, it made it possible for us to go get right down to the wire too, like, and, and do it very efficiently. So there's pros and cons. It's not as intimate, but what you are able to do is like, just like we're doing in zoom. Now we would like read to, you know, read the two of them together. They would do a chemistry read and then one person would leave the room and they come in and Drake would read with, with different so actresses weird. and, and yeah. I would read with different actors. And, and it, in that way, it makes it very quickly because they can be wherever they want and, so, right. You know, it makes it a process. level, it's a level playing field. I mean, I know it sounds like Swahili to those of us who came up the, in the room process, you know yeah. what I mean? Rob and Jensen and myself. But then again, for all you folks, for Meg and Drake and you guys coming up the process, at least your competition was facing the same challenge. I mean, everybody wouldn't like some people were in the room. Some people were digital. Everybody's coming in the same way. Like everybody's coming in the door the same way. So totally true. Kind of levels it out. So let's talk to talk to you kids about your experience. What was your journey like auditioning for this show? Meg, you start. Oh, um, it was really, really fun, I think. Um, but also nerve wracking. I didn't realize, you know, being on Zoom could be, I feel like I'm even more nervous on Zoom because anything can happen. You know, your cat could come in, your computer can explode, you know, et cetera. But I, um, 
I think, I think. Gold um, exploding computers. <laughs> Technical stuff. I, Every day. I have a, I have a follow-up, follow-up question. What, what brand is your computer and why do you own that brand? Um, but the Zoom process was really fun. And reading with Drake was incredible. I feel like when I read with Drake, I knew from the start, I was like, oh, he's 1,000% going to be John no matter what. So I was like, hopefully I get casted with him because that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, because he was just so incredible. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like it was you know, definitely nerve wracking. Um, also, I've never played a character kind of like Mary before, um, where she's very like dry, sarcastic, knows what she wants, like kind of very strong. Um, and um, so playing that was definitely a challenge because the whole time I was like, am I doing this right? Um, but uh, yeah. And conversely, we learned too from watching you, we learn like, oh, that doesn't like, it might be written some way, but Robbie who wrote it was constantly fine tuning his script just based on these reads because we get so much from you it's the first time we're sort of hear it with you know actual life you know versus on yeah. the page yeah a super important part of the right. overall process as well now drake talk about your your journey buddy how did you come about being a part of this yeah uh it was uh long and uh painstaking. <laughs> uh no we uh we did man I, I i obviously i was a big fan of the show so when i saw the pilot come across i was actually catering an event and i was reading it on my phone as i was supposed to food but uh yeah we uh did the audition and then sent that in everything virtually obviously uh like we we're talking about and then uh yeah we did like man what did we do nine different chemistry test sessions it, was, it ended up being like Whoa. 25 27 hours total of just like, oh yeah, my god yeah, drake holy drake smokes got, drake got the lion's share of, of <laughs> chemistry reads unfortunately he was uh but he was a uh he was a trooper i i just real quick, and I'll let you continue, Drake. I remember about halfway or three quarters of the way through the whole casting process, I turned it to Neil and I was like, how the fuck did I ever get a job in this town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that crazy. So, yeah. Sorry, Drake. Go ahead, man. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it, it was crazy. And, and it, that's the thing is like you have the actor brain of like, you're, you know, even on the, the, I think I didn't find out until I had it until the seventh, seventh test. And the entire time, I'm just like, what are these guys doing? They're just bringing me in to like read the script. And, you know, I, I kept feeling like I was fluffing up the other actors, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was, right. it was, it was it's like a psychological thing of just like learning to let go and just trying to like enjoy the process of it all. And, um, and I ended up being able to do that. It, was, yeah. it honestly was really, really beneficial. Um, kind of what Glenn was saying, uh, you really learn that it's not personal nothing in the industry is personal and roles there are just certain roles that like aren't meant for you and that doesn't mean that you didn't play them well or it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you are an excellent actor because many of the women who came in were phenomenal actresses and any one of them could have played the role but it was a different performance it would have mm -hmm. been a different version of mary and that's the thing that's the opposite right. and you can mm -hmm. relate that to yourself of like oh cool they're just trying to find the right john that they want um and it, on right, every single person mm -hmm. who comes in should give a different variation of what that John is. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have an interesting job task to both of you because you're not playing real people, but you're playing real characters that have been deeply established by multiple performers. And, and obviously nobody wants you to be those performers, but you are carrying the weight of those years of story being crafted and the idea that there are things that have been planted in these characters in their future that you are now playing the past version of. It's a complex task. 
So how much of that, now that you're cast, now that you've got the job, how much of that plays into your process as you go story to story? Oh, yeah, first. Um, I, largely, uh, it's kind of cool because I, I tell Meg all the time is I'm like, if we just rewatch Supernatural, we can steal everything that Jared and Jensen do and the fans won't think that we're stealing it. I was like, they'll be like, oh, look, that's where Jensen and Jared got it from. All the cool stuff. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, but yes, I think, look, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we both know it's uh, it's an incredible responsibility because it as much as we're not playing real characters, it does feel like that. And uh, the fans certainly do treat it as if we are. And it's nice. It's a nice reminder that like we have something here to service and, and it is our job. So as much as we can go to set and just have fun, it's like there's a responsibility at the end of the day. So, but yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a ton of fun. And it's like, I mean, our, our histories, our, our, our research is right there. I mean, Mike's pointing at my TV. Um, and we were just watching Supernatural before right. just to prep for this. We were just like going through and looking up. Mary's best moments and John's best moments. Oh, funny. We'll be right back. Thanks for supporting Supernatural then and now. And now, back to the show. When was the first time you actually met each other in person? In L.A., after we got casted, also Nita, who plays Lata, was also there as well because we're all okay. in LA. Um, so, yeah, we met for the first yeah. time and it was really fun. But definitely, he's a lot taller than oh, I good. expected him. <laughs> yeah, how tall are you? You seem like a tall fella. Yeah, I'm, I'm six four, so Jensen, Jared's height. Wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what was, that's, what was, yeah. that's one thing you don't get over Zoom. No. Is, <laughs> yeah. Right. Until you, right. Until you see right. them together and you're like, Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I spent a lot of years with Jensen talking about what a bitch it was being the 6'2 short guy. And I'm sure when you met Drake, you're like, son of a yeah. bitch. God exactly. Damn it. After boxes, just all, all every day. Yeah. <laughs> just speaking of chemistry, like the first time they're meeting too, that's another big part of the equation too, with like, especially with um, the other actors as well, was just immediately seeing not just the chemistry on the zoom, but like just with each other, it's so helpful, you know, as you guys know too, like having all of us been on sets, it's not always there behind the scenes. You might have it on screen, but if the actors don't have it with each other off camera, it's just better. And, and you four have this immediate, they immediately were all hanging out and running around the new Orleans together and like going on adventures, which I can see on Instagram. You still are, you guys come on. (laughs) And uh, it it was really like, it was really inspiring and fun. And it was just like, you know, Jensen, you know, after all that stuff where it can get kind of clinical, you're looking at tapes and tapes and trying to like to see like just these four people coming together was really uh, was really awesome. And and it's yeah. perfect for the show. Like and it, and it reads, you know, it reads on screen. It really does read. And the chemistry between you guys, it really it plays. I love the the meet cute, you know, the, the first moment. Uh, it's really great. Now, we talked or Glenn, you were talking about Robbie. Robbie Thompson, of course, uh, the writer of the show, the head writer of the show, such a get. We loved him on Supernatural. He wrote some of my favorite episodes I got to do. Richard and he go way back. He's one of our favorite people. Jensen, what was the process like getting Robbie attached? Hey, Robbie, we're doing this project. You want in? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, talk to you later. That was- <laughs> Wow. Two. Tough, tough he was, uh, 
I mean, I had to go, wow. we had, this was another part of that, that kind of sneak peek behind the curtain of how things get done that I was, I wasn't overly aware of in that we had to go to the studio and get the writer approved before we even ever went out to anybody. And then they have, they have a list of people that are vetted and they feel comfortable giving a show to and stuff. So, you know, this is Robbie's first time show running. And that was a little bit of a, a bit of a hurdle we had to get over with the studio. They obviously had some opinions about that. And I said, look, this is, this is the guy. Let me let him show you that he is the guy. And so I called Robbie and I said, Hey man, this is the project. And you're the only one I can think of. You're the only one that I, I would want for this. There was literally a list of one. And so he, he was very interested, obviously. Um, and he took the meeting with, with Warner Brothers and, and charmed the pants off him. And that was that. <laughs> he's so great because he's actually, he's a fan of the show as well. And he writes oh, yeah. like a fan of the show. I mean, it's, uh, that's what I really like, like about his writing. Especially in this, he universe. calls me every now. He calls me every now and again, and he says, "Hey, I need to put this through the uh, um, through the Dean generator." <laughs> or he'll call me and he'll just be like, "Hey, I need to speak to Dean." <laughs> You're like, "Just one second. That's Hello. hilarious. Yeah, he, yeah. Hello. Hello. He just want, He wants my. He just wants my. Uh, you know, the input of. He, he's like, I have. He's like, I got the best source possible right here. So um, that's been a that's been a good working relationship that we've had as far as like keeping things tonally, the continuity there tonally. And, and it's fun to be on this, this creative side of the process. Usually I'm at the point where I get the script and then I try to bring it to life. But now it's like conceptualizing what that script's going to look like. So it's, um, it's fun. So now we have Robbie Thompson being the architect here, uh, writing, this, writing the script and breaking the story and crafting the characters. And then in comes Glenn. When did Glenn? When did you enter this process? Uh, I entered. It was in early mid January. I was working on another project, and I got sent the script. I, I, you know, like Robbie and I hadn't worked together. Jensen and I go way back to early Smallville days, and of course, you know, uh -huh. my relationship with Warner Brothers and the studio goes back over several pilots. So it's even though I actually never worked on Supernatural, I was very part of. You know, there's very much the DNA of the show. Are also a lot of friends of mine work on the show. Uh, and it shoots in my hometown, Vancouver. So it's just been a big, you know, and even though Jensen and I haven't worked much together since then, it's just, it feels like, you know, an old friend, you know, an old relationship. And there was a comfort there. So I've, I'd certainly watched my share of Supernatural and, and David Nutter, who did the pilot for that, was also a friend and mentor of mine as well. But having not actually like worked on the show, I had to sort of do a little bit of catching up. And But I also felt it was super important for me not to like, and I, I don't know how you guys, we never talked about this, Jensen, but the fact that I wasn't part of that world, whether that was a concern or just even part of the process. But in some ways, I think it gave me, I didn't have the baggage of like, you know, because I could sort of see it through the eyes of a, of a, someone who maybe had not been as immersed as, as a viewer. Right. And so, and I think we wanted this show to appeal to fans, but also new, you know, new fans alike. So when I read the script for the first time, it wasn't sort of like, oh, I can't wait to see what they're doing with the supernatural. Like I just read it as a story about two people, two young people, uh, just figuring out their lives at a very important juncture in their life. And it was also just fucking hilarious, right? Like the, the, the script was so funny and so engaging and moved like a freight train. Like it was so fast and quick and Robbie's yeah. writing is just so inventive. And it sort of had a, almost like a breezy quality in that sense of just like, just boom, boom, boom. Stuff's happened. You know, there's a joke said and you're, you're moving on. And I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. expecting that um, from it. And I just 
laughed and I was like, oh my God, what's happening next? And like, obviously it changed during the prep process. Stuff came and went and it became shorter, but Mm -hmm. um, it was just, I was just attracted to the story, like separate from the supernatural canon. Like I was just attracted to the story and these characters. And and I just thought Mary was just like so fresh and funny and interesting and had, and they already like, they, they come fully formed already before we meet them. And we can, and again, the way Robbie crafted the scenes, you, you felt that, but it wasn't bogged down with exposition. And like, it just, you just got it from their little subtle personality quirks and the way they interacted. And because they're meeting each other for the first time in front of our eyes, as the audience, we're discovering who these people are the way that they're discovering each other, which is really kind of beautiful about a story like, you know, that's crafted in this way. Right. It's starting with the meet cute, but then yeah. all the adventures they have that happen in a very, very short time for both of them. And like Drake meeting Jojo yeah. for the first time in the story is just like, you know, who is this? And like, yeah. This is great. It's a real privilege to to be part of the process. Yeah. One of the things I really liked, Glenn, obviously the, you knocked out of the park uh, with the pilot or we wouldn't be sitting here talking about a pickup. But one of the things I thought was cool, and this is a Robbie moment that you then visualized really in a really cool way, was the Vietnam flashbacks. Was the Was the story that is the John story that is such a core building block to who John is. You know, we've been doing this podcast about Supernatural, and I've had Jensen on a bunch. We, Robbie and I have had Jensen on a bunch. We've had Jeffrey Dean Morgan on and Jared on, and talking about the father-son relationship that Sam and Dean are only Sam and Dean because John was John. You know, th- th- and, and Mary was Mary, but Mary was gone early in the picture, for especially for Sam, so that John's fingerprints are so all over how those boys were raised and how, how does he view manhood and how does he view parenting and all that. And so much of that is formed from his war experience. Obviously the father son element and all that stuff is going to be played out with, with Henry, but gosh, I mean, John going to war. What I loved is that you guys show that it's not just a story he tells, but we're seeing flashes of that visual. And I, and I don't know if that's something that continues in the series. I hope it is. Cause I think it's a really cool moment that really informs us about his journey. And I was curious about how that played out visually for you and everything else. Yeah, well, Jensen and Robbie really fought for it, too. You know, like, this was super important to them right at the very beginning. This was on the chopping block. (laughs) It was right up until the week before, two weeks before. Really? The budget was over, and they were like, well, the obvious fix is to just get rid of the Vietnam Day. Wow. And then, wow. so so, how did you convince them not to? Like, what do you what did you do, Glenn? Do you go, I'll, I'll just well, use we, one camera? Well, I mean, like, sick, how do you save it? Jensen on them, first of all. No, well, Jensen has a very good relationship, obviously, with the studio and the network and, and Mark Pedowitz. And truly what we did is we had, if, I mean, this is total behind the curtain stuff, but we, we basically had a big Zoom meeting like this. There were budget questions, as there always is. And we had to plead our case as to why this was, you know, and it's so great that, Richard, that you're saying that because what you're saying is exactly what we were saying all through prep. And I wasn't sure if it was ever going to happen, to be honest, because I've been down this road before. And we knew how important, you know, we're talking about this, you know, this efficiency that I was sort of talking about earlier about the script and start like, and the best way to show the ghosts that are haunting somebody or what, like that is, and it doesn't, as you can see, it's very, there's very little in it. It's just little flashes. I hope there will be more too in the future, by the way. But it so informs, you know, Drake coming home from war but also having this like this curiosity and this optimism this sort of it's an open 
feel to him, the, the world. And, and so when he has that moment with his mom and she says, is everything okay? And you can see it in a beautiful moment in your eyes where everything's not okay, but you know, you're hiding it, but I don't think you're like actually hiding it so much as like, you just let the, you just let the, the world in and, and you're not going to get burdened by that stuff until it is pulled out of you. So just long story short, it was just a really important character beat that was also super dynamic. And, you know, at one point the episode, the whole pilot started in Vietnam. And it was like, we were, that was a cool way to get a fresh slate on, you know, supernatural fans would be like, what is this? You know, it's a great way to, to root it in the, in the seventies. And then it sort of through various machinations became the flashbacks as you see them. But yeah, it was, and it really was Jensen and Robbie having to like, and we all got together and we had to pitch and we had all the executives from the network in the studio on the zoom and literally just had this talk like we're having now. And then we did have to, we did have to shove, we gave something up to, you know, that wasn't as important. Uh, and we combined some stuff and as we do, as we always do anyway, and that, that helped pay for it, but it certainly didn't, you know, the studio very kindly heard our case and saw how important it was to all of us. And we kind of, we kind of won it. And in some ways it, it was really one of the lovely moments, hey, Jensen, in the whole prep process where we kind of won this little battle. And in the end, it wasn't even really like, they understood. Yeah. I remember the the phone call too, because it, it was it was no at, at this level, and then it was no at this level, and then it was no, no, no. It, we took it all the way to the top. And it finally got to um wow. without giving away names or anything, but it, it finally got to a level where, you know, we were on the phone and I, I I was just basically setting it up as this is a tent pole for this character. We have to have right. we can't right a hundred percent hundred percent cannot just talk about this. It has to be seen. Yeah. It's his backbone. And we and we got really passionate about it. And the top executive basically was like, okay, I hear you. And I appreciate your passion. I, we'll make it happen. We were at a, you and I were at a convention, Jensen. And I remember you showed me a daily shot. Oh yeah. It was, I think it was the drone shot, Glenn. Yeah, it was the drone shot. You That and you showed me when you cast Drake, you're like, all right, come here. It was like top secret. You're like, this is our John. I was like, whoa, whoa. Um, like, Get a load so, of this handsome asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then you put the mirror down and you showed him Drake. Um, um, so Drake um, and Meg, um, so coming into it, so that you start shooting, in terms of your characters, obviously, you know, Samantha Smith uh, played her in, in our show and, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the, the grown-up version in our show. How much of their performance did you use? How much at one point, obviously you got to let that go and just give your own performance. How much did that weigh into how you channeled the character? Um, I definitely watched clips of, you know, Samantha's version of Mary 100% because it's really helpful to see where Mary gets to. You know, it's fun because our prequel is kind of just like context to all of that. But then at the same time, it is our own show. So like having our own liberties, you know, it's like this is our version of our story. So I think it's really fascinating because, you know, it is the same Mary. It's the same strong opinion fighter, knows exactly what she wants. She's a leader. There are the same qualities. But I think on the pilot, it was like the best part about playing Mary is also the most challenging part of finding like that delicate balance of being such a badass fighter, but then at the same time, finding little moments of vulnerability, especially with John, because, you know, I mean, Sam, her dad raised her and her mom as well, raised her to just be a fighter and nothing else and a hunter. And so mm -hmm. I think it's kind of hard for her to open up in that way. Cause she feels like she can't. So playing with mm -hmm. those little moments was just really, really fun but also challenging. So I definitely yeah. look to the older Mary for that because her goals and 
Mary's goals and supernatural are the exact same of like, they just want a normal life. They want to get out of hunting. They want to have kids, have a husband and, and just get out of hunting. It's kind of heartbreaking once you know that. Yeah. Case, but, um, yeah. But, you know, and I hear you that it is, it's a challenge at the same time. And the, but you go, okay, I'm going to make this my own, but when in doubt, I can go back to the source and see. Yeah. yeah. And it is really fascinating how like Samuel raising Mary is kind of the same, how John raised, um, Dean. So like those right. parallels are really interesting because mm-hmm. it's kind of this, yeah. so that kind of helps as well. To you, Drake, the same question Rob asked, which was how much of the performance of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and perhaps even Matt Cohen influence your take on it and to rob's point as well as some it's your own character it's not you're you're not emulating them but how much of that permeates what you what you're doing largely i, I would say i would say 90 percent of of what i'm doing is with jeffrey dean morgan specifically in mind just because matt cohen's version is same age i really didn't want to like be influenced too much on on how matt was playing but yeah. it's the same character same timeline i was like that could get a little sticky um but i've sure. seen those those episodes um, but yeah, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance, it's, it's something that I talked to Robbie about immediately. Is uh, when I read the pilot, I was just like, I, I knew it's crazy how this stuff is unfolding. Because when I read the pilot, I was like, gosh, there's so much potential in what they're doing with this and, and the vision that they have for the for the script. It's like there's there's actually like real really something creative going on here. And I had this whole like idea of, of if I was ever going to play, you know, John Winchester, this is what I would want to do in the context that I would want to give Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance. And, and we're able to do all that. And that's exactly what we're doing in the scripts. Um, but yeah, I, I really view Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance as like, I quote, Breaking Bad a lot. Like he's the Heisenberg and we get to go back to like Walter White and we get to kind of like yeah. see how we, so it's like, yeah, I'm playing the same character, but I'm showing you the transition of how do you get from just Vietnam John at 19 years old to John who has two kids and taught them how to fight when we pick him up and he's, you know, what is he, 36 or something like that in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, old. yeah, I just kind of use it as like a, a spectrum. Like, you know, he's, he's the finished version and I get to like fill in the pieces and I uh, get to play with him that way. Yeah, that's so fascinating. It's, you know, awesome. it's funny, I keep, uh, Richard makes fun of me because I, I bring this up a lot, but I'm watching uh, Better Call Saul right now. And I keep thinking about that because it is, it's a, it's a prequel mm-hmm. to an already established show, right? And it's, just, it's, it's always, it's fun as a viewer. It's just fun to watch. You're like, ooh, we get in the backstory, you know? And that's what's so great about this show. And I've only seen the pilot, but, uh, which I love, by the way, you guys, everyone did such a great job across the board. And, you know, Glenn, it's very Spielberg-esque. I love oh. the sort of Indiana Jones moments. It's just, it's really terrific. Makes me very excited what's to come. Thank you. I had a question to, for Glenn, uh, sort of the same question we asked uh, Meg and Drake, but cinematically. So obviously you're coming in, call it fresh, because you didn't, you're, you weren't part of the mothership, right. but you know the team, you know the players. Yeah. Did you feel like there needed to be a cinematic nod to anything that had come before? like them developing their characters? Or did you feel like, you know what, this is fresh eyeballs. I'm coming in this with my own movie to make. I kind of would say it was the latter, honestly. Like I talked to Robbie about that quite specifically, and he really didn't want to feel like there was a need to, like we, we acknowledged elements of it in the story and in the themes and obviously in the characters, but I really did want it to be its own fresh movie. And so I didn't, you know, as I said, like, I liked very much liked the tone of the pilot of Supernatural, and I love what David did with it, and it's raw, visceral quality. But this this story is where Supernatural started was pretty dark, right? And and quite unlike sort of how the show 
uh, evolved over the years. It was, and I felt this story, this script was quite different than the supernatural pilot script. And so I just felt it was its own, like this quality, this sort of breezy fun. I wanted it to feel fun. I wanted it to feel epic. I love that. It's a little bit of a jelly bean jar of tones. Like, you know, you're, you're in Vietnam then, you know, it's a, it's a coming home story and then it's a romance and then you're underground with crazy monsters. And I wanted to serve each scene to embrace that as much as possible. So I kind of feel like, like the beginning was its own little Indiana Jones kind of adventure. Uh, one of my favorite moments was, you know, when the, when Carlos takes out the demon with his van, like it's so unexpected and funny. Yeah. And so, the van. and then it was just like when they, <laughs> when they first meet, what is the story we're t- trying to tell here? What is the chemistry? Like, that's my long answer saying, well, I think we really did just look at it as its own, as its own thing, because there was, there's so much to tie it already uh, thematically. And people can pick out the Easter eggs and the nuances that these two are bringing to the, to the role. And there's just so much to pay attention to that. I just felt it was super important. If there was ever something that felt thematically a question or stylistically like did this you know in the past robbie did this ever come up or jensen would you know advise me constantly too like he would come up to the monitor and sort of maybe a performance note but often like he would have little just little nuggets that you know he would throw out from all the experience he had on supernatural when certain things came up and so it was certainly part of our overall dna but it was not something that i specifically tried to emulate anything yeah Jensen, uh, that's a great point. I mean, you're the best dramaturg of, you know, Supernatural. You know what I mean? You you were there. You lived it. So you can go, uh, no, excuse me. This would never happen. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have Kevin Parks on the set. So it was. Exactly. Exactly. He was- Kevin, Kevin Parks was our first. <laughs> he was our first AD for all 15 seasons. Wow. And he was Incredible. he yeah. was a, a uh, just a vault of Supernatural lore. Anytime there was like a question of like, wait a second. In season four, didn't we kill a demon with this knife? Why can't we use this knife in season 14? And he's like, well, I'm glad you asked because. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember because it was snowing that day. That's right. uh, We had an eight o'clock crew call and we uh, took four penalties to get through lunch. And he just, yeah, he's a supercomputer. He's a supercomputer. Yeah, Yeah. he's a supercomputer. So, yeah, we call him Parksopedia. His name's Kevin Parks. (laughs) Uh, so you, so, so, so Jensen, you, 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 you know, you're the narrator, and you make an appearance in the first episode. Is that uh, something that continues? Are you a narrator in every episode? Yes. So every episode, you, you'll hear Dean's voice kind of get us into the story, maybe put a little color throughout the episode, and then probably wrap up the story. You Great. Know, it's it's the uh, it's the Wonder Years, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And or How I Met Your Mother. Or what's the other one? Kristen Bell did it. Is it Gossip Girl? Maybe. This is just like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, is this a test to see if we watch Gossip Girl? Okay, yes. Because I haven't. And season, <laughs> season five, episode four of Gossip Girl. <laughs> well done, you guys. Well done. Um, yeah. So you'll hear, you'll hear Dean throughout the show. And then uh, as far as uh, on camera appearance, there was one in the pilot. There will be more in the future, yes. but uh, that's that'll be a little further down the road once I finish okay. playing Sheriff in Montana. Hey, this is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We are going to take a quick break. Hey, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan again. Welcome back to the podcast. Here's a question for you, Meg. So 
Drake gets these opportunities in this in this script to talk to literally do the Vietnam flashbacks to have that sort of backstory element, that key backstory element served up to him visually. He gets a chance to act it, to put on the helmet and the boots and, and have at least a, a piece of that to carry with him forward. Your backstory, though discussed, it's, it's not flashback to. We're not witnessing that. So what was your process like and what is your process like in carving out Mary's backstory that made her, you know, what, what put Mary where she is now and continues to propel her forward. Yeah, I mean, even just talking about it in the pilot and in the further episodes, it's, it's like really, truly heartbreaking that, you know, her parents gave her a knife when she was five and before she could even like understand the concept of what everything was in life. They're like, oh, monsters are real and you're going to kill them and this is your job. And um, starts hunting at five years old and, and killing things and, and understanding kind of what the hunting world is about and sometimes when you kill monsters after you kill them it turns back into a human and all of that is just so dark in itself let alone having to always protect the people around her seeing so many people die around her I think really makes her kind of shell up and is really hard for her to be vulnerable so the whole time especially in the pilot like what me and Glenn and everyone worked on is kind of like in the scenes, like you can always see her thinking about wanting to say something, but then always like holding back because she's like, if I say this, then, or, you know, you can always kind of see the darkness behind her of how she wants to get out of hunting so bad because she's seen so much, but she truly knows deep down, like she believes that there is really no way to, even though she's hopeful. So I think the heartbreaking part about Mary is that she kind of knows that there really is no way out of hunting because everyone says it all the time, you know? If you look at, uh, it, it's really interesting. I think Robbie's done a really a really fantastic job, but he's he's utilized kind of the Kripke playbook from early Supernatural because there's a lot of character motivations in the, that early, that even the first pilot episode of, of Supernatural where you've got, You've got Sam who doesn't, who's, he's, he's rejecting the life. He doesn't want to be a hunter. He wants to get out. So that plays into what Mary's going through right now. But then you also have the part of Dean, who's a seasoned hunter, seasoned fighter. This is what he does. So you've got that with Mary as well. But then you, you look at what Drake's doing with, with John, and you've got the Dean aspect of this is what I'm born to do. This is what we do. This is why we do it. It's this, this, there's no other way. So he's got that motivation. But then he also, like Sam, hits his head when he walks through door frames. So it's very, they're very, very uh-huh. similar. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but there but there is there is a a lot of both characters in both of these characters. Yes, and yes. it's a really nice right. juxtaposition. I think that that Robbie has has kind of crafted utilizing what we know of the mothership and 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 what we know yeah. what we know did well. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. it's really fun to watch to watch Megan Drake kind of play both Sam and Dean within their yes. performances. I feel like Mary's kind of like Dean right now, but she wants to be Sam. If that makes yes. sense. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just had the thought because Drake's performance really reminded me of, of Jared a little bit that like, it would make sense that the father, that the, the, the son that he had the most complicated relationship with, he kind of looks like, you know what I mean? That just made psych. I'm no psychologist, but that just made sense to me from a psychological level. It's fun. To, again, I just love the prequel aspect of this. So you can kind of piece that together yeah. for yourself. Like that's Drake. And then you get to say 
an iconic line from Supernatural, which is saving people hunting things that Dean made very famous in our show. And for many seasons, it, they would play that right before the show. Mm-hmm. But you, you said you watched, you were, you were a fan of the show. Was that, was that ever like, oh crap, I'm saying this line. Yeah. Am I going to say it? How should I say it? Or was that a, a big deal? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All those things. And we just had a trailer drop and uh, we're sitting uh-huh. there and I was just like, I had to like pause it and let it go because the the music was wayward. Uh, carry on my wayward sons, and I was just like, "Oh wow!" It's just that it's those things where it's like this is it's so yeah. surreal to be a part of something that you you grew up watching, and then you get the same yeah. lines, or we get to do this. You know, it's like eating any pie in the show. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you got the right guy. He's done his homework. He knows the show. You got the right lead actress it's, it's a perfect perfect match but it, it's a funny moment to think of jensen you're at the monitor and that line comes up and drake turns and goes can i change this maybe it's not safe you're like this doesn't really like it doesn't like, really oh, fall crap. off the tongue it's a little oh funky, no <laughs> saving people hunting how about i like to hunt and i mean let me how about give me Let's give me a couple of while we're at it let's uh <laughs> yeah yeah I f- Meanwhile, you're like loading the pistol. <laughs> I will say, I feel um, like things is too broad. <laughs> Let's be more specific. I will say that that Drake nailed that line. Like I, I couldn't have been happier with with that performance. Yeah. It was so it, it it was so perfectly executed in a way that wasn't too wink wink nod nod, but it was just totally it, it made total sense the way he said it, why he said it in that moment, and yes. it was just a, a stellar performance. Um, fun fact for you, that line. I, I obviously said that in the pilot of Supernatural. Years later, they were still using that for like trailers and sizzle reels and, and stuff like that. I had to go in and re-record it because my voice had changed so much. So they, <laughs> oh, they, that's funny. You, you were hearing like, Dean, Dean's like, what are we doing, Sam? And then they'd be like, hunting things, saving people, the family business. <laughs> so I had to go in and re-record it with like Dean's now voice. Saving people, hunting saving things. Yeah, my voice cracking. <laughs> I, I can't, I still think that probably when Drake was saying it, you were off camera like a pageant. <laughs> mouthing it with him. He was in my ear like, the whole time. I had the earpiece in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saving people. Smile, saving. smile. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is so exciting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been talked about. Jensen talked about it for a while. The process was going on and giving us snippets. And look, but for the fact that Eric Kripke, Jared Padalecki, and Jensen Ackles and Bob Singer all made such a great show, we wouldn't be here. And 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 obviously, we're David Nutter directing a brilliant pilot. And all the things that had to come to pass 17 years ago to make this conversation even happen. But in between there... And now we're so many roadblocks, so many things that could have slowed the process down and not gotten us here. And it's so exciting to have, to be, uh, you know, as much as it's Jared and Jensen's show, I know I feel like a proud dad myself because I've been a part of it for so many years. And it's, it's so exciting to watch this come to fruition. And I always say this, I truly, even if I didn't think you two were perfect, I'd sit here and say you are because it's a podcast. But BS aside, <laughs> you you're truly are perfect. perfect. You really are. You're perfect yeah. for the roles, man. I mean, yeah. I, you're great in the pilot. Your chemistry, I mean, Glenn said it. Is you, you can't put a, your finger on chemistry. You just can't. You can't yeah. fabricate it. It's either there or it's not, and you guys have it, and you're crushing your work on the show. And may I say, you're crushing your leadership roles on set. The reputation is already being built. It's already being passed along. We already know what kind of team leaders you are, and I'm proud of you, and I'm excited for this show. 
And it's just great. And my hat's off to you, Glenn, for the excellent leadership and stewardship of the vision that is now the template. So it's just fantastic. And to Jensen for bringing it, bringing it all to us. So and to Denise for to Daniil for yeah, dealing with yeah. Jensen and producing really the show. She's she's right now dealing with everything that I'm just like I don't want to mess with that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get it. And you know, thank you. Robbie Thompson's not here. Daniil Ackles isn't here. But yeah. thank you to both of them for again making this show a reality. This is such a special moment. Thank you guys for coming on and having this conversation. As we get more into this, let's come back. Let's yeah, do this please. again. Pretty please. Yeah, good. Such a pleasure, Thanks, guys. everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. you. Look forward to seeing you in person soon. Yeah, it's such an honor. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was great, man. That was so special. They're just, I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm just so excited for the whole process. I just hope yeah. it's I hope it's the home run it deserves to be. Obviously, we're all friends. We don't know Meg and, and Drake, but we like them already, and we'll be seeing them so much in the future, and that's so great. And Glenn is such a great addition to yeah. the team. But just to have Robbie Thompson, Jensen, yeah. Daniil, our buddies, you know, making this happen. Yeah, just really special, and 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 they seem like just lovely people, and really, that's what it came down to with Supernaturals. Jensen and Jared are such uh, gentlemen, and that it you know made its way down, and that's one of the reasons we loved working on the show. And it looks like these two actors are the same. Couldn't agree more. So excited for them and their co-stars, and Robbie and everybody involved in the production. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next time with another episode of the Then and Now podcast. But in the meantime, hope you enjoyed the Winchesters, and we will see you soon. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted by Richard Spate Jr. and Rob Benedict. Executive produced by Rob Benedict, Richard Spate Jr., and Stephen Hine. Produced by Laura Craig and Thomas Fowles. Edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. Oh, what's up, Booty? Special thanks to our friends at Nerds and Beyond. Hey, the music was provided by Tim Wynn. The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. We were recording? And for being in a more echoey room, good Lord. What <laughs> <laughs> are you in a stone cavern? Um, it's my new microphone. Holy yes, cow. It sounds great. Yeah, it's not plugged in. <laughs> Caves of the World with Jensen um, Ackles. All right, so for starters, I'm going to say... To, are you supposed to plug these things in? Yeah, you plug them in normally. You plug it in. I'm not going to tell you where. Story Mill Media. 